Hi, everybody. I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And we are the two horny goats. (laughs) Now, what is the two horny goats? We are a podcast about two goats climbing the mountain of life and eating Asian-American stereotypes for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Now, who is Priska and who is Roxy? Priska, who am I? Ooh, I'm going to tell you about Roxy. Here's the thing. Roxy is a literal unicorn. She's a badass film TV producer, writer and director. If you've ever been lucky enough to be on set with Roxy, you know that she's actually the star of the show. Her effusive personality and endless warmth make it so she's basically as a spotlight following her from room to room. Uh, Roxy and I met in college, and then we lived together after graduation. She taught me how to love people, like genuinely how to love people and how to truly be free and had a chug cheap wine from the liquor store. Um, she's one of my best friends. Yeah, that's Those are like the most important things in life. Like how to chug cheap wine. Do you remember cheap those wine. nights? Yes. I would come home and they, they would be like, I swear to God, like a gallon sized. Of Livingston wine. Like Livingston, Livingston. $5 <laughs> wine. Like that was so disgusting. I mean, obviously our sophisticated taste would not tolerate that anymore. It's better. Because we're in our 30s. I mean, it's <laughs> boxed wine from Trader Joe's now. So we've upgraded. You know what I'm saying? Watch out world. You have no idea what you're in for. Well, who the fuck is Prisca? Well, let me tell you a little bit about Prisca. So I met Prisca. Our friendship has lasted over 10 years now, which is like freaking incredible. I know that we all look really young. We look like we're 17. So, <laughs> but, but basically Prisca, I know her, she, her full name is Priscilla Liang. And when I met her, we were in a film studies class together and I just saw her as like this colleague of mine, but then we became super close our fourth year. And then she blossomed and became one of the most iconic singer-songwriters in the Asian-American community here in Los Angeles. Like, if you just look her up, you'll see what a freaking icon she is. Like, she's like a landmark in terms of, like, the artist here. And, like, her voice is so unique and one of a kind. And I kid you not, some of Priscilla's songs, the most amazing songs she's ever written are still unproduced and I can't wait until like she produces them one day so that everybody can hear them and I kid you not if you ever have a chance to go to a show go to it because you won't stop crying because like my (laughs) tears are like leaky tear ducts like a second day period just like non-stop just like overflowing leaking the fuck out like that is how I feel every time you go and watch Priscilla sing but not only that she does like stand-up comedy in between so this girl's like really well-rounded so I could see her squirming because as Taiwanese American women, we don't know how to take praise. So No, and you're like more proud of me than my mom will ever be. And I have to just deal with that. Like that's just facts. You know what like I mean? Like how uncomfortable did I just make you just uh, You made me so uncomfortable because the only thing I want to focus on is when you said I just saw her as a colleague, but what you really meant was like nerdy girl in the corner. <laughs> No, she totally was. Can I just say, though, Capricorns, we get better with age. I mean, I mean, like a Livingston wine. Like a Livingston wine, for sure. And Priscilla, did you remember that, like, you didn't, I'm sorry, I'm outing her on this, but you didn't know how to draw on your eyebrows in college? I did not. I I had, I had basically, like, I guess what you would call, like, Mickey Mouse eyebrows. Like, they just kind of went in a little, like, a perfect arc. And uh, (laughs) later, I went to China for a singing competition, and they said something super quick to me in Mandarin, and I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And they shaved off both of my eyebrows. <laughs> and so I had to, I felt like, like, you know, when a phoenix burns out and they're just like this ugly little nasty looking, like, you know, 
I don't know, chiclet. That's what I was. Like, I was like a, a phoenix that had just burned out, and I need to figure out how to better be fox. You, like, you know what I mean? Well, bitch, you fucking rose out of the ashes, if I could tell you that right now. Oh, microblade. Girl. So what is our show about? Such a good quest. Okay, what, okay, I went first, so what do you think our show is about? Tell, tell the peeps. You know what's interesting is that this show was created literally a week ago with me and Priscilla doing a catch-up call after this tumultuous year of 2020. Oh, my God. I'm sure everywhere in the world, someone's suffering. We're all suffering in very different ways. Mm. And then our we realize that like our conversations have always expanded. There's a lot of time to reflect during this time. And then we started talking about like our personal experiences, what we identify with certain stereotypes, what we identify in terms of the world. And suddenly I just like, you know, Priscilla and I have all been approached. I mean, this is a humble brag, but like <laughs> to be podcast host for many other different opportunities. And it was just never the right fit. Mm. You know, we've hosted right on yeah. many different um, projects before, but this one seriously struck us like a lightning out of nowhere, right? Wait, like, lighting doesn't have sound, sorry. Oh, wait, but. thunder, so, shit, sorry. One no, 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 you were right. Is, I, what, my I? sound effect was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it came out of nowhere, right, Prisca? Like, mm. Yeah, it totally did. I think what's interesting about knowing you for the past, like, pretty much 12 years is that when we first met, we really struggled with how we could better suit stereotypes. And as we've grown older and gone on in our friendship and gone on in our lives, I think what we've become more and more comfortable with is the fact that we don't fit stereotypes and that is okay. You know, the Asian women stereotype is that you get married at like 25, 26 to like a reasonable accountant or a lawyer or a doctor and then you move out to the burbs and then you, you pop out a kid at 28 and then, you know, at 31, you have your second kid. And then you have three under three by the time you're 32, um, which is totally great and totally fine. And the fact is, I wanted to be that for a long time because I thought that's what I was supposed to be. Um, and in my own journey, discovering, one, it's okay not to fall on those stereotypes. Two, most people actually don't. Um, they just are doing what they think they're supposed to do, um, mm. allowed me to feel the freedom to strike out on my own and not be afraid of that. And what's crazy is that, like, t you know, Priscilla and I are two Taiwanese-American yeah. women, and we have very different experiences growing up. And the tendency with how the world views, you know, stereotypes or like classifying everybody under Asian American or like um, not really acknowledging the diaspora of our experiences. Yeah. This is where we come to challenge that. And that yeah. is the purpose of this show. And we care deeply about being intersectional and learning more, you know, so our show will cover a lot like lifestyle, culture, sexuality, anything that's like hard to discuss. We're here for it. It, it's true. And so, you know, my background, I, I came from a very conservative Christian household. Um, and actually, Roxy was one of the first people that genuinely taught me what it meant to love people fully. Aww. Like, love people, warts and all, love people for exactly who they are. Because I was always taught that love was conditional. 
Um, but yeah, I, and we grew up in SoCal, so I think LA is is definitely a part of this. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of sexuality, I was never allowed to talk about it or broach it in any way um, until college. And so Roxy was a big part in having those conversations with me and, and helping me learn to expand my mind, you know? Um, and yeah, so I think we're going to have a ton of things to talk about. We're going to have so many things to talk about. You so guys won't things. get enough of us. <laughs> but since this is episode zero and this is just a little oh, that's right. teaser. <laughs> we're already. I know. We're going to have to cut some of this down. <laughs> since this is episode zero, um, Roxy, let me ask you. Okay. What's it been like for you in quarantine and what foods have you been making to kind of make you feel like you can connect to home again? Hmm, home. Um, so a little bit about myself. I was born in the Netherlands and then I immigrated to the United States when I was seven. I lived on the East Coast in New Jersey for about seven years. Then I came over to Southern California to finish out the rest of my high school and then went to UCI where I met Priscilla and then have been doing filmmaking ever since. But every summer, my parents haven't been with me since I was like 18. So it's like um, every summer I would go home to Taiwan to like reconnect with my family. And strangely, with all the shifting, all the relocating, all the adapting, the only constant that reminded me of home was Taiwan. Mm. So even though I haven't been there for a significant amount of time at a time, Mm. it's the place that gives me the most sense of grounding. So, you know, I think like during this time in quarantine, I had the option of going home to Taiwan and like being there, but um, it was, it's very interesting to choose to be in Los Angeles instead where I am in self-isolation. And it was hard because like, you know, in the beginning they thought it's only going to be a couple of weeks. Right. And Priscilla, you also had a a crazy experience transitioning Mm. back here where you ended up this year. Mm -hmm. But I think the food I've been making to connect to home, um, I'm actually very bad at Taiwanese food, so I'm going to give that to yeah, Priscilla. Yeah, that, no, that's, <laughs> it's not easy, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you got to cook what feels like home, and it doesn't have to be prescriptive. You know? Yeah, I like a lot of cheese. Um, the Dutch grew up with a lot of cheese, you know what I mean? And I also, um, it's, it's interesting because it's like home to me rep- is so many things now, you know, the home that I have here. So I, and also like, I've been experimenting with a lot of different types of food. I mm. recently have been really into like uh, food from the south of France. So Ooh. like very Italian, French based, yeah. like, you know, just very hearty, you know, like the, the ratatouille that yes. like that, that evil guy eats at the end, it's yes. like that vegetable stew. Like I've been eating, like I've been making the rustic version of it, like just simple shit that'll give you a sense of like simplicity and, and warmth, you know? Here's the thing though. I legit am so excited for lockdown to end and to go eat and eat bread at all of these motherfuckers houses who've been getting better at baking bread, getting better at like growing their sourdough and like growing plants. (laughs) Like the world is depleted of oxygen, which (laughs) it is. And, you know, I'm just excited to go from house to house and try everyone's new specialty dish. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's your specialty dish, Priscilla? Okay, so what I've been making... So I've definitely grown up Taiwanese-American, but it was one of those things where I didn't realize how Asian or how Taiwanese-American I was until I went to college. Because when you grow up in an Asian household, and, and specifically Taiwanese, your parents are such 
They're, they are so savage. And they talk to you like, oh my gosh, this American wearing freaking flip-flops, not knowing how to do multiplications like, it, you know, <laughs> tables up to 14, you know, and just giving you so much shit. Um, and so when I went to college, I suddenly realized, oh, fuck, I'm super Taiwanese American. Like, I didn't mm. even know I was Taiwanese American. And I'm still figuring out so many, much of that. But I grew up with my grandparents living with us. So it was, a, it was a pretty full house, seven people, you know, two grandparents and then five of us. Uh, and then my grandmother every day for pretty much my entire high school life, she made jiang um, guo or lu rou fan every single day. Um, and I literally never got sick of it. And in fact, when I went to college, she would make me giant batches and I would freeze them and I would like share them with my friends who came over to my dorm room or to my apartment. Um, and it always made me feel like home. And I, I started making this dish about a year ago because I was, I, I moved up to Ashland, Oregon, which we can talk about it on a later day, but I was in butt fuck nowhere in Oregon. And I was like, what what can I do to make myself feel at home? And the closest thing I could do was to buy like a shitty five spice um, from like the local market because they literally had no uh, Asian ingredients up there and make lu rou um, over rice or over noodles. And it now, was... Now, lu rou is braised pork, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. For all of our listeners For curious about Taiwanese food. Yeah, so it's yeah. basically shallots garlic and then um not browned meat but meat that's been cooked off the first and then you add rock sugar and um chinese rice wine um and then you add a dark soy sauce some light soy sauce and then everyone has their own special thing like i like to put dried shiitake mushrooms you know um and it is our it is like it's our national dish like i would just say like humble like maybe you go to taiwan it's like 250 a bowl yeah, I mean it's a Taiwanese classic. Like anyone like transitioning into Taiwanese food will fall in love the moment they've had lu rou fan. Hundred percent. Prisca was so great. Like she made a huge batch of this lu rou, and she like did like a like a delivery service to like all her friends. I was one of the lucky ones. Oh my gosh! Um, what did she it taste like? How was it? Fucking took me home, man. Like you, you're like what reminds me of home? I'm like Priscilla's lu rou fan. Oh, I even like shit. texted a photo of it to my mom, and I got like so. Emotional because I don't think I've had anyone make me Lu fan in so long. So it was like a very special moment. That's like our shared experience. And that is exactly what my grandmother used to make. And it takes me right back to being 12 or 13 having that, you know. Yeah. I mean, did you were you close to getting to this taste that you remember? You know, unfortunately. So my grandmother passed away a year ago. So unfortunately... I, I'm not able to exactly replicate what she did because I so regret not being more into food as a kid. Um, I feel like I got really into food in my mid-20s, which I think many of us are wont to do. And um, I did miss out on, on, you know, getting the full recipe. But it strikes enough of a memory cord that more so than being exactly like my grandmother's, it, it strikes a chord of growing up in the 626. And the 626 mm. is an area um, in the San Gabriel Valley where um, basically every Asian person from SoCal that you know is probably born at Garfield Hospital <laughs> because everyone kind of, you know, emigrated to this one area. And basically what happens when you move somewhere, you sprout up restaurants. Um, mm. 
And it's been really cool to have one grown up in the 626 before it was a thing and then to have come of age at a time when 626 was the thing you know yeah so super excited guys um this is episode zero this is just a little tasty little snack for you like this is like pre-movie like not the popcorn yet but like you know when you get like maybe an extra bag of skittles this is the (laughs) skittles um and so we are premiering august 17th the day after my husband's 40th birthday shout out to abraham kim that's my husband (laughs) make sure to go ahead and subscribe to us inside uh apple Podcasts. so this episode will be out before then and then our first episode will officially drop on the 17th check out our website to hornygoats.com if you want to follow us for any further news about your lovely Prisca and your lovely Roxy, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at two horny goats, T W zero. I mean, T W O H O R at no one can spell. Roxy can't spell. Anyways, it'll be in the description copy below. Fuck it. Yes. Cause spelling is for the kids in um, spelling the dream. That's, you know, that's for them. The spelling is for the Asian kids that actually did well at that stuff. Oh, that's probably you. <laughs> no. Uh, you were a brilliant student. I'm like, was I? <laughs> I'm sure you were. Okay, just because you're the, the teacher's pet doesn't mean you were actually good. I just <laughs> sucked up enough. And <laughs> There you go. Breaking yeah. the stereotype once Breaking again. Breaking <laughs> the stereotype. Actually, Hong Kong, like, there's nothing in our heads at all. nothing in our heads. All right, guys. Have a horny week. Our lovely goatees. We love you. Prisca and Roxy signing off. Stay Stay horny. horny.